Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, February 2nd. U.S. equity futures are mostly higher. So you have S&P futures up 20 points. That's 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are surging. They're up 180 points, which is 1.5%. And then Dow futures are actually down. They're off about 50 points, which is about 15 basis points. Europe is rallying of the major indices in Europe up about 75 basis points to um, 100 basis points. Outperformance in Europe in tech and real estate in particular. Um, autos and industrials are trading well. Also, you're seeing underperformance in basic resources, banks, healthcare, energy, and utilities. And then Asia didn't trade as well as one would think, given what happened in the US yesterday. So you had Japan finish flat to down. The Hang Seng fell about 50 basis points, and the Shanghai Comp was about unchanged. So, um, you know, the the big news was out kind of by 4.05 uh, p.m. Uh, yesterday. So you had the Fed decision. Um, and, you know, just quickly to recap, I have a lot more written about in the piece. But, you know, the statement itself was, you know, relatively hawkish, leaned hawkish. Press conference, however, was quite dovish. So this was kind of the opposite of last time where you had a dovish statement and a hawkish press conference. This time around, you had a more hawkish statement, but a very dovish press conference. Um, you know, I talk again why why I thought it was dovish. I just think the rhetoric around disinflation was a lot more encouraged um, than this statement would suggest. As far as Fed tightening expectations are concerned, you did not see a huge repricing in the very near term. So the market's still looking for about 20 basis points. So, um, you know, the odds are not 100% for another hike at the March meeting. And you're still assuming a ceiling of around 4.9%. You did see a repricing in the back half of the year. So you saw about a 10 basis point drop in the um, where the market assumes the funds rate will be uh, in December to about 4.4%. Um, and so that's kind of, I think, the the takeaway was Powell kind of confirming um, you know, the assumption that rate cuts in the back half of the year are not the fantasy that he had previously suggested, assuming that the um, disinflationary pattern continues. Um, you know, so I think obviously the combination of the Powell press conference and then, and then the Meta report, um, you know, which was quite bullish for a variety of reasons, which again, I'd sent around a big piece last night looking at um, the Meta release, um, why it was quite encouraging, um, you know, whether it's the AI progress, the, um, you know, aggressive attack on costs, et cetera. I would just caution that I don't think that Meta should be extrapolated to, um, you know, I think it could be extrapolated to a certain extent to Google tonight. I do not think it should be extrapolated to Amazon and Apple for a lot of reasons. The Meta release, the optimism is is company specific, at least in the near term. Um, and again, I talk more about that in the piece. So other than the Fed and Meta, there really wasn't anything too dramatic out overnight. It was a very busy evening of earnings in the U.S. and a very busy morning of earnings in Europe. Um, I go through all all of the individual releases in the piece, um, but nothing that you know nothing that rises to the importance of Meta as far as kind of moving the broader tape. Nothing too dramatic on the macro front either. Um, overnight, you are going to have two central bank decisions this morning, so the BOE. And then the ECB, both are expected to hike 50 basis points. The ECB in particular is probably going to sound hawkish in terms of forward guidance. So um, they're probably going to be very explicit about another 50 basis points coming in March. And then remember the ECB's QT, um, so their balance sheet shrinkage process, that starts in March. That's already been previously announced, but that's you know coming right around the corner. Um, 
other uh, other events on today's calendar um, will be earning. So before the Open, some of the big names include Bristol Myers, Conical Phillips, uh, Quest Diagnostics, Harley Davidson, Honeywell, Hershey, Illinois Tool, Merck. And then after the close, you have Apple, Amazon, Clorox, Ford, Gilead, Google, Microchip, Starbucks, um, and Qualcomm. And then just as far as the broader tape is concerned, you know, I, I sent around a piece on Friday just saying how um, the outlook in the medium term and beyond, I thought was getting very positive, just given what I was hearing from companies in terms of earnings, given the ongoing disinflation in the US, and then given the fact that, you know, the monetary policy, the wave of monetary tightening globally is is coming to an end. Um, and you saw, you know, you're seeing central banks kind of reach the end point of their tightening, whether it's Canada last week. You know, the Fed probably has at most one more hike left in it. Um, you know, you probably are going to see the Bank of Australia and then the uh, the Indian Central Bank next week reach the end of their tightening processes. So that process is underway and that's a tailwind as well. I have been writing about this 4,100 to 4,150 ceiling in the market and I still think that's the case. So I'm not necessarily super negative. Um, it's more kind of just I'm in a do nothing type of attitude towards the uh, S&P right now. I wouldn't kind of be rushing out and chasing the S&P this morning at these levels. Um, I think it's more a case to kind of buy on pullbacks rather than chasing it uh, right up here. Um, and so that is everything for today, Thursday, February 2nd. Thank you everyone for listening.